Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, look at that, kiddies. It is another Victory Monday, and this Victory Monday edition of the Week 3 Bear Up and Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is over, people. Football is finally back. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on the action and get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to, to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And depending on how you look at it, um, you know, the Bears won this game, the Falcons lost it, you know, doesn't really matter. It was another dramatic fourth quarter comeback. It was another victory and we had a changing of the guard at quarterback. It's the week three Bear Up and Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground, so let's get to it. Well, shave my head and call me Baldy. We went ahead and did it again. We, we basically had a mirror image, for the most part, of the game against the Lions where we did not show up for the first three quarters and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter we were reborn a football team on both sides of the football and we come away and steal another victory on the road i mean i hope our not i hope that all of our road games uh, are not like this we've got some interesting road games uh coming up after because we're at home for the next two weeks we're home next sunday against the uh colts and then uh the thursday night football on the uh uh for a week to start off week five against the buccaneers before we go back to back road games at carolina at the rams so uh you know i would prefer not to get into one of these really interesting football games with either uh, of those teams especially the rams on monday night football national tv yeah i'd rather not do that but uh we we went ahead and did it again um you know the knee jerk the knee jerk reactions will sound very similar when you hear them on tomorrow's uh, show uh for the uh you know the the, th- the one thing that you won't hear though surprisingly enough is me calling for mitch to get benched at halftime um i that didn't happen uh this time uh, it was just uh i mean i was definitely belly aching a bit about mitch but it wasn't you know like before was like you know what the hell with this i'm not watching this anymore put this guy on the bench get Foles in here we know how this is gonna go blah 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 it didn't go that way. Wait till you hear the reactions and uh, 
wait till you hear my surprise at the end of the third quarter when uh, Foles actually went into the game. And like, I, I didn't expect that. And here he is. So I guess we're doing this now. Um, but yeah, it happened. Um, Mitch threw a really bad interception in the third quarter that set up another score for the Falcons, made it a 26-10 to 10 ball game. And then the next time the offense takes the field after the field goal, it's number nine uh, leading the charge. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. And uh, Nagy, with uh, what I'm hoping at this point is a little gamesmanship to keep Indy guessing uh, as to who to prepare for, uh, this coming week says he hasn't committed yet to who the starting quarterback is going to be uh, I wonder how long they're going to drag out that decision but here's one thing that I'll say before we get to uh, the awards um, don't be surprised if it's Mitch don't be surprised if it's Mitch I mean I don't think it will be uh, personally uh, I would prefer Foles especially after seeing him uh, play he, he stumbled a bit out of the blocks uh, to get things started but overall um, I think we can do things with Foles that we can't do with uh, with Mitch and I, and I think that we saw that I'll get into that more in depth on tomorrow's uh, show when we go through the knee-jerk reactions and the actual the deep dive of the review uh, itself but um, I don't know I, I think we're capable of more uh, with the offense um, especially now that I've seen Foles do it. That was kind of the theory before, but now to actually see it in practice, that was something else. So, um, yeah, came away with a win. I mean, if I didn't think my my um, win probability meter could have been worse, uh, you know, than it was against Detroit, but I really felt like there was no way we were winning uh, the Falcons game yesterday. And, Somehow, even though we were in worse shape than we were against um, Detroit, we came away with the with the win on this one. I, I just it, it was remarkable. It really was. And it was just like utter disbelief to sit there and watch it unfold again. A, knowing that we had done this one time before and B, knowing that the Falcons had done this the week previous. They came out and they dominated early against Dallas and then in the fourth quarter it just all fell apart and it was literally happening note for note the same way it did for both teams in both scenarios you know very closely removed from where it had happened uh previously I mean it was just it was unbelievable uh to watch so who do we have to praise for yesterday's victory let's go ahead and dive in on the bear ups and bear downs and I'm gonna do two because I don't actually don't really have many bear downs. I mean, we didn't play very well for the first three quarters, both sides of the ball. Nobody really stuck out in my opinion, you know, to to be completely worthy of a of a bear down or, or to t to add on to the list that I have. I only have three names on the list for uh, for bear downs. Most of it is bear ups um, uh, this week, and um, you know. Let's just do this. The first name on the list for Bear Downs is Mitch Trubisky. Um, obviously, he didn't play well uh, in the first half. Um, wait till you hear the knee-jerk reactions I talk about. Uh, you know, and it's it's funny that I talk about that play because the Bears ran that same play and it ended up being the game-winning touchdown. I mean, that's a fact. That's something that was shared with us in the press conferences yesterday. 
Mitch had Anthony Miller wide open down the middle of the field, and uh, he overthrew him. Uh, Nick Foles had Anthony Miller wide open down the middle of the field. Hit as he throws, the throw was on target in the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. I mean, if, if there, there's your comparison right there, then, you know, what else can you say? But, um, you know, Mitch had his troubles yesterday, and apparently the third-quarter interception, which was a bad interception, um, was the tipping point for, for Nagy. Uh, he went ahead and told Nick Foles to get warmed up. You're going in. And, um, you know, Mitch was out. So, obviously, Mitch earns uh, a bear down award uh, for his performance yesterday. Um, however, however, I got to give a bear up to Mitch Trubisky for how he handled it. Now, I know that there's some fa- – I mean, I've, I saw a video today – or, uh, yeah, I saw a video uh, today of a couple of dickhead fans burning Mitch Trubisky jerseys after, you know, he was benched. And um, part of what uh, part of their reasoning for it was that after he got benched, he was just kind of sitting there. He wasn't pumping up his teammates. It was like, I saw that too, but I also saw it moments after the uh, – decision was made he was probably still i mean it's like i i don't i i know that i'm not the world's biggest mitch trubisky fan at this point but i I, i'm no apologist uh, of mitch trubisky same as i was you know no apologist for jake cutler but in this case he's i gotta i gotta think that he's probably still processing the news like yeah you the 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 one thing that you didn't want to have happen has happened your team, your offense is going to go out there without you, and they're going to do it without you. And, um, you know, still kind of maybe reeling from the repercussions of that decision and what it might mean long term. And, um, you know, but we didn't see him throughout the rest of the game. We didn't see him and what he was doing while the defense was on the field and, uh, and everything else. And the bear up comes from the fact that Mitch Trubisky, God bless him, had the balls to face the media after the game he very well could have just said no and not answered their questions and faced the firing squad and god bless him he did he went out there and he answered the questions he took this he took it like a man you know proving what everyone's been saying all along the guy's a fantastic teammate his teammates love him which was also proven by the things we saw on the sidelines i saw at least two or three different players come up to him off the top of my head i can think kyle fuller I uh, saw him approach Mitch on the sideline. I saw Khalil Mack come up to Mitch and talk to him on the sidelines uh, during the game. This guy is very popular with his teammates, uh, which is what you want out of your starting quarterback. Unfortunately, everything that Mitch does, he's you know he works really, really hard. You can tell he really cares about his job. Unfortunately, it just hasn't translated into production on the field. You know, so it's like unfortunately, it hasn't translated where it needs to in the most important place and you know it's it's a bummer that it didn't you know and it's it it means that everyone keeps saying that the Trubisky era is over that very well may be true but at the same time this might not also be the last time that we see Mitch uh in 2020 so don't go throwing dirt on his grave just yet he might not be done he might not be Foles could get hurt 
Foles might be, you know, Foles might have a couple of bad days or something like that, and Nagy wants to give Mitch a shot. I mean, Nagy said we're not going to go back and forth. We'll see. We will see. If it comes down to winning a football game and it's just not happening with Foles, you think you can do something better with Mitch? Who knows? This might also be the best thing to ever happen to Mitch. You know, he loses his job because he doesn't play well. Now it's real. You know, remember what I talked about with the consequences of bringing in somebody for him to compete with so that the consequences of him not being the starting quarterback of the Bears is real. And I figured that, like I said before, it would either be we get a motivated Mitch who wins the job and plays well, and or we get Nick Foles as our starting quarterback. Either way, we're better at quarterback in 2020 than we were in 2019. And the scenario itself played out. Mitch couldn't hang on to the job, so now we're on to Nick Foles, dot, 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 for now. So, you know, but I got to give Mitch credit where credit is due. The guy did not have to go out in front of the media. He did not have to face the firing squad. He did not have to answer the questions. And he did. He did. So, you know, he's he's not my starting quarterback, but he's still one of my Bears. I want to support the guy. And, you know, I I was hard on him because I wanted him to be better. Because we've heard all of these things for the last four years how he prepares, how hard he works, the questions he asks, you know, his teammates love and support him and all that kind of stuff. That's great. You want to hear all of that because you didn't hear that with the last guy, that last guy being Jay Cutler, who had all the talent but none of the intangibles. You know, this guy's got all the intangibles but is really lacking in the production area, man, at least on a consistent basis. He has those flashes of brilliance, which is just the kind of tease that's been driving us nuts uh, all this time. You know, to see those moments of, of, of brilliance and, uh, and everything and, you know, uh, validating being the number two pick in the draft and then, you know, throwing that third quarter interception, the, the, you know, in the way that he did uh, on Sunday that, that literally cost him his job. So, um, you know, I'm rooting for Mitch going forward. I really am. I mean, uh, you know, if yesterday – really showed a lot about him and um you know we got to see a lot like i said he's seen the, the defensive guys kyle fuller and kyle mack or excuse me cleo mack in particular coming up to him um you know that's a thing that's a hell of a thing and uh you know so his teammates are rooting for him he's a, still a chicago bear he's still a member of the team we should be rooting for him uh as well and um you know Hope it works out for him one way or the other. You know, if he gets another shot, hopefully we'll see, you know, rejuvenated, revamped, whatever, Mitch Trubisky come out there and perform and, you know, retake the job, reclaim uh, the job. and uh, Or maybe he just moves on next, some, next year and, uh, you know, finds some other place that works out for him better than Chicago would. Who knows? But uh, either way, you know, bear down for the performance bear up for having the stones to face the music uh especially especially with it being chicago not exactly the most friendly media market out there um so you know kudos to mitch uh, for that so moving on got to give a bear down to the team the whole team start from start to finish top to bottom from Nagy on down to our second string punter what the hell seriously the first three quarters just 
can we put a 60-minute football game together? I mean, I know we finished as well as you possibly could. We had a, a miracle uh, finish and, uh, you know, another miracle comeback that did not look even remotely possible. I uh, kept seeing uh, tweets yesterday, memes, whatever you want to call them, um, of like that, that the ESPN has that win probability percentage chart. And at one point in the football game, the Falcons' win probability was 99.6%. And we somehow turned a 0.4% chance of winning into a victory on, in the fourth quarter. That's insane. <laughs> that is bananas uh, that we we're able to do that. So bear down for the team that putting us through that again. And then bear up for the team. Holy Christ, man. You did it again. <laughs> fourth quarter defense started getting stops offense started putting it in the end zone started you know what 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 were field goals earlier in the game became touchdowns in the fourth quarter and the next thing you know a 26 to 10 deficit is now a 30 to 26 lead like okay i mean if i don't honestly this is not a sustainable uh you know this is not a sustainable program for for future victories but we've done it twice in three weeks so far this season so maybe the bears are onto something i don't know honestly but the, you mean just the bananas uh you know scenario for it to play out a second time uh for the bears for them to do that for the second time in the first three weeks of the season for the falcons to do it for the second time in back-to-back weeks good lord but uh yeah so bear down for the team for you know mean having to up my blood pressure medication in the first three quarters and uh bear down or bear up to the team for uh for pulling off another miracle making the fourth quarter worth watching because trust me i was getting ready to check out until things started happening for us so there we go and then finally the last bear down uh i got to give to cairo santos uh our kicker for the first three weeks of the season um, Eddie Pinero is due to come off IR uh, this week. Hopefully the, I think it was a groin or a hamstring, a soft tissue injury nonetheless, is what kept him on IR for the first three weeks. So it's been Santos's job. And as I said last week, he had a job, he had a chance to really put a stranglehold on the job uh, last week against the Giants. He had a 50-yard field goal in the fourth quarter. Plenty of leg. He's hooked it to the left. No good. And then the uh, the Bears had the opening drive where, you know, drove it down the field, stalled a bit near the red zone, 43-yard field goal, something like that, 43, 46, something like that. Uh, again, hooks it to the left. So we got this very solid drive to start off the football game. We came away with nothing. Um, and I just feel like, um, you know, Santos has proven that he can't be relied upon outside of 40 yards, which is those are critical kicks. you got to make those. And um, we know that Eddie can, uh, maybe not so much on a consistent basis, but, you know, we've seen him do it. That 53-yarder last year against the Broncos in week two uh, to win the game, he's definitely shown that he's got a powerful leg. And, uh, you know, Santos, on the other hand, I think uh, since 2017, I think I read online, that he's like 7 for 17 on 40-plus yard kicks since 2017. That's not good. So uh, I think that he had a chance to, to uh, you know, to take the job. Honestly, I did think that he had a chance with the way they performed week one against the, um, 
the Lions. Started out well against the the Giants, then missed that field goal in the fourth quarter. First kick he'd missed in any uh, situation, and then the first kick that he has against Atlanta, he misses that one as well. So at the very least, it's going to be a competition again. I think at the very least, he's going back on the practice squad, and Eddie's going to get his job back if he's ready uh, to come back against Indy uh, on Sunday. So bear down to Cairo Santos for not uh, being opportunistic enough to – Grab life by the balls and, and uh, you know, get that job. <laughs> hey, guys, taking a quick break uh, to uh, thank our sponsors One again, once again at Bet Online, The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline the go, is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The show is also brought to you by Manscaped. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing you can control, and that is shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat, man. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame the summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, Listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. And with that information, let's get back to our show. All right, now on to the bear ups. We're all bear ups all the way out through uh, throughout here. Uh, bear up to Khalil Mack. You know, he's, he's, he's actually been, even though he's kind of lacking in the sack department, uh, I think he only has maybe two so far in the first, uh, first three games, he's still a menace. He's still one of the best pass rushers uh, in professional football. He's still getting to the quarterback. Or, you know, he's still, he's doing stuff that can't be equated on the stat sheet. I mean, maybe he can get a quarterback pressure. Uh, or anything like that but he's the one that's forcing the quarterback to move around in the pocket and basically rethink the situation before having to uh, deliver the football he did that a lot yesterday uh, against the Falcons uh, bear up to, uh, to excuse me to Akeem Hicks one and a half sacks yesterday had a had a second and a half taken away from him yesterday uh, when apparently 
you're not allowed to take the quarterback to the ground, uh, which is he got a boat with there were two of them on the Bears yesterday, a bogus roughing the passer call. You know, he hit Ryan as he threw and then tackled him, take, took him down to the ground, and they gave him one of those, um, you know, like using your body weight things on, on Akeem Hicks. It's like, if he had the ball, would you still have thrown that flag? Like, if Ryan had pulled up and, and not thrown the ball and Hicks takes him down, that would have been a sack, not a penalty. But because he got the ball off, now all of a sudden he's untouchable. And, I mean, it happened twice. It happened twice. Khalil Mack, I think, came around and forced the strip sack yesterday. Maybe it was Robert Quinn. Either way, somebody comes around the edge. I'm pretty sure it was Mack. Knocks the ball out of his hands. Mario Edward Jr. Uh, hits um, Ryan as he goes to the ground, and it becomes – well, actually, it became a, a wild, wild play. The, the, the Bears recover the fumble, or I think it was like Bilal Nichols or something – recovers the fumble before he goes down he pitches the ball to buster screen who then pitches it again who get, who gets flagged for an illegal forward pass because he pushed it forward to whoever it went to it rolls out of bounds you know we we think that we've got the football uh going the other way because we were the last team in possession of it before it went out of bounds and instead we got called for two penalties one being the uh roughing the passer on mario edwards which was bogus and then the illegal forward pass from buster screen uh on it as well and it was just a crazy crazy story you know list of events that happened on that one play but number one being you know it was like there's no what that was not roughing the pass on either account but uh akeem hicks was a beast yesterday really showed up in the fourth quarter kind of like he did against uh detroit you know had that big sack in the fourth quarter against the lions uh, in our week one victory, did the very same thing against the uh, against the Falcons today, only he had, you know, plays previous to stepping up in the fourth quarter as well. So he got a complete performance out of Akeem yesterday. Uh, bear up to Allen Robinson and, and Anthony Miller. We'll throw them in together because both of these guys did not have good games uh, against the Giants. Anthony Miller, three targets, zero catches last week. Allen Robinson, nine targets, only three catches yesterday, including having a interception uh, ripped out of his hands. And, um, you know, funny thing was the same thing happened again, only this time he got screwed. Um, he caught the – it was one of those simultaneous possession things. It's a 50-50 ball on Nick Foles' first possession as quarterback. They drive the length of the field. Foles throws a pass in the corner of the end zone. Uh, Robinson goes up and gets it, comes down – uh, has possession of the football is down like when you go down the play is over they have the simultaneous possession thing when robinson rolls over the defender the defender hangs on to the ball but it's they both went down and landed you know inbounds so there wasn't a question about whether or not he was inbounds he lands inbounds in the end zone and they initially call it a touchdown and we're listening to the analysts talk about it, and it's just like, yeah, I don't see how, you know, it's like, it was one of those calls where it was so close that if they had called it incomplete, I don't see how they could overturn it. If they called it a complete uh, catch and a touchdown, I don't see how you could overturn that. Even Mike Pereira, the if the you know the the senior official guy in the in the studio for Fox was like, yeah, 
I agree with you. If, you know, however they called is pretty much how they have to stick with it. They called it a touchdown. I don't see how they could overturn it. And what do they do? They overturned it, and it ends up being an interception for Foles. Uh, that'll be a part of the conversation tomorrow in the review episode as well. But, uh, you know, aside from that, Robinson, if not, not, much, and not, not in much need of redemption, redeemed himself in the fourth quarter, makes a catch, breaks two tackles, breaks free uh, in the end zone, in the score that made it a 26-23 to 23 ball. Like, it made it a ball game after that. It was like, whoa, here we go. I was, I was, I was, and I'm sitting there, I was like, are we, are we watching this, the Falcons come apart at the seams again? And apparently, we were. We absolutely were. And that was crazy. So Allen Robinson, 10 catches, a buck 23, and that touchdown in the fourth quarter. And then Anthony Miller, um, A, redeemed himself from his performance last week where he dropped two big uh, catches, one being a touchdown, the other being a critical third down uh, that would have been a first had he held on to it. Uh, this week, um, some, some really good catches and also had a redemption moment as well. The Bears um, were, uh, you know, Nick Foles threw him a touchdown pass early on that he dropped in the end zone. It fe- like fell through his arms as he was hitting the as he was hitting the ground. He lost control of it, so it didn't didn't count as a touchdown. Later on, catches the game winner. You know, caught the game winning uh, touchdown pass. You know, perseverance. I mean, and that's also why I put the team on the list for bear up this week. You got to give these guys credit for not giving up, for sticking in there. You know, even when people like me and you and a lot a lot of you out there were like you know what this game is over screw this i'm done you know <laughs> like screw this i'm done my dad went and mowed the lawn <laughs> like he went he went and mowed the lawn to come back to the bears winning the game so you know that's how that's how it was yesterday like you don't really blame anyone for feeling that way it's like yeah if i didn't have a podcast i'd stop watching this shit too but you know <laughs> uh you stick with it the team stuck with it and we're three and oh because of it it's like god bless them for their perseverance same thing for Allen robinson and anthony miller these guys stuck with it they played a 60 minute game yesterday and both had their moments of uh redemption so bear up to them both uh bear up jimmy graham two touchdown catches uh yesterday i think becoming more part of the uh more part of the offense than i think we planned on him or expected him to be uh at the beginning of the season i think he's leading the team in touchdown catches thus far with three yeah three uh, so far you know doing a doing a good job there and and early on when Foles was on the field it was kind of like okay well Allen Robinson is Mitch's guy that's who that's who Mitch is looking for more times than not on the field and it looked like early on it's like well it looks like Jimmy Graham is Nick Foles's guy because you know like the first four or five passes three or four of them went to uh it went in Jimmy Graham's uh direction so, um, you know, it, that's how it was kind of looking very early on when Nick Foles first took the field, that uh, the first person he's looking for is Jimmy Graham. But uh, Jimmy Graham did well yesterday, caught uh, two touchdown passes, and uh, was able to help the Bears uh, get a victory. Um, and, uh, you know, could also be the guy that caught the last Bear, pa- Bear touchdown pass from Mitch Trubisky because he, he was on the receiving end of the one touchdown that Mitch threw in the first half. So, um bear up to uh to jimmy graham uh bear up to nick Foles. duh 188 yards three touchdowns one pick bogus bogus 
you know, if things work out perfectly, Nick, Nick Foles threw five touchdown passes yesterday. Only three of them counted, uh, unfortunately, which was why the narrow margin of victory and the dramatic come-from-behind uh, win uh, yesterday. But, uh, you know, big bear up to that guy for stepping up, coming in, coming in cold two and a half quarters into a football game with the task of trying to dig us out uh, of this enormous hole that we got ourselves into and uh, delivering. Uh, the guy was fantastic. Like I said, he wasn't perfect coming out of the blocks, but he was perfect enough uh, for the rem- for the fourth quarter and you know the remainder of the football game to to get us where we needed to go, which is to victory land. Here we are, victory Monday, once again here on the Bears Talk Underground, and then finally, bear up to Matt Nagy for making the call. You know, know that it probably wasn't easy. It's something that he's probably been struggling with all along. You know, you, you, you got to think that, um, you know, it, it, I think the interception, it, they def, he definitely admitted that the interception was the tipping point to him making the decision, to pulling the trigger and, and having to sit Mitch down. And, you know, it, it kind of makes you wonder, Mitch didn't throw an interception week one against the Lions. Maybe if he had, this decision would have been made then. Who knows? You know, um, it was, with the, with the, because it was this, the exact same scenario. It's the exact same scenario. Mitch, Mitch was inconsistent. He was missing the throws. Wide open guys that would have been touchdowns. He's missing that throw. He missed it again. You know, like he sailed one over Demetrius Harris' head that should have been a touchdown. Uh, you know, and then yesterday um, against the uh, Falcons, you know, and like I said, it's ironic. It was the same play. Uh, you know, Allen, or excuse me, Anthony Miller running wide open down the middle of the field. Mitch sails it over his head. At end of the football game. Anthony Miller wide open down the middle of the field. Nick Foles hit as he throws, still puts it right on the money for the game-winning touchdown. I mean, and that's just there you go. So you want to know the difference between these two guys? There, there's a there's the most basic side-by-side comparison moment that you you know that you have with like Mitch clean pocket, you know nothing, nobody in his face, wide open receiver can't put it on the mark. Nick Foles under pressure. I mean, I thought the ball was going to float up there and get picked because I think it also kind of because it's a miracle that the the throw landed the way that it did. He got hit as he was throwing like his arm didn't really look like it got through the throwing motion, but he got enough on it for it to be perfect. I mean, who knows? Maybe if he had just been able to throw it cleanly, he would have overthrown uh, Anthony Miller as well. And it's just one of those things where it kind of felt like it was meant to be uh, in that moment. And I'll talk a lot about that uh, in the preview episode because I talk about it in the knee-jerk reactions, uh, and it was the difference between what happened in the fourth quarter and what was missing in the third quarter and, and why I feel good saying that the Bears won this game more than the Falcons lost it, whereas week one, the Lions lost that game more than the Bears won it, especially because there was no DeAndre Swift moment in this game. There was no, you know, like we scored the touchdown with time left. The Falcons came back, drove it down the field, and this play should have won them the game, and they blew it. No. This time, the difference was last time DeAndre Swift wide open in the end zone. Ball hits him in the hands. He can't hang on to it. Lions lose more than Bears win. This time, Matt Ryan throws an interception. The defense shuts the door. That's us winning the game, not the Falcons losing it. Uh, so that's how I feel about it. Uh, anyway, um, and um, so 
you know, it's it took a lot of uh, it took guts for Nagy to pull the trigger uh, when he did, uh, to especially to to make the call at that moment in the game. He's asking a lot uh, of Foles because since the season started, he's not splitting reps with Mitch like he was during training camp when those guys were going 50 50 because they were trying to figure out who the starter was going to be he's taking reps and practice you know he's taking practice squad reps and you know things like that running the scout team for the defense and uh and whatnot he's not uh he's not running the first team reps he's getting like maybe 10 percent of the reps and he came off the came off the bench in a 16 point deficit and was able to lead us uh lead us to victory uh so again bear up nick Foles, bear up for matt Nagy, making the call uh, not just because it worked out, but just, you know, bear up for making the call. And uh, we'll see if they stick with it. Uh, I believe that they will. But, again, like I said at the top of the show, don't be surprised if they give Mitch one more chance. Just don't be surprised. So we, we may not like it. I honestly won't like it. I would like to see what Foles can look like from start to finish uh, instead of being the miracle, you know, relief pitcher. See what he can do as the starter. Um before I get to say, before I can say for sure that Nick Foles should be the starter going forward. You know, I would say that just like as much as I was hating on Mitch week one, he earned the week two start with his performance in the fourth quarter. I think at the very least, Foles earned the start against Indy with the way he came back and helped us through the victory uh, on Sunday. So I would like to see what he looks like as a starter. Uh, The Colts have been very stingy on defense, so it won't be an easy game for him we'll see we will see so I, I think it may just be gamesmanship on the part of Nagy that uh, he's saying that they're not going to make a decision uh, or at least they're not going to announce one uh, who knows they may announce it to, uh, on Tuesday or, or Wednesday or whatever when the team's back on the back on the practice field that uh, Foles is going to be the starter because um, they basically made it sound like they're going to make a decision tonight they're going to get back to the facility in Chicago they're going to watch the film they're going to make a call tonight um, probably won't announce it until like Wednesday when the team's back in the building practicing to get ready for the Colts. So um, we'll see. But um, so there you go. There's your bear ups and bear downs for the week. And without further ado, I, I don't think I need to drag this out as to who the week three MVB uh, would be. Um, you know, we can, uh, you know, be gracious and, and list the candidates. Uh, Allen Robinson, 10 catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Anthony Miller with his performance uh, as well. And, uh, you know, Nick Foles, he's another quote-unquote candidate. Uh, And, you know, I don't think anyone will be surprised to hear me say the winner of this week's uh, MVB uh, award. He was the most valuable bear yesterday because everything seemed to change yesterday when he came into the game like i said it wasn't pretty uh to start um very basic stuff he was doing the same kind of dump offs that mitch was doing in that opening drive uh the throw to Allen robinson the 50 50 ball was was it was a great throw uh it was there uh for robinson and i think we got screwed on the call i really do and i you know it's and i know that i'm very biased because it went against my team but i i think it was a catch he took it all the way to the ground, and then, you know, then the – I mean, we see it happen in the NFL all the time. A guy goes to the ground, all of a sudden the ball squirts out and it's all over the place, and, you know, people act like it's a fumble and blah, 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 and so on. 
But when they go back and look at it, okay, the guy, the guy was already down, and you know, then the ball came out. Same thing happened here. Allen Robinson caught it. He goes to the ground. Then the defender rips it out of his hands, and they initially call it a touchdown. Now it's an interception, and it goes against Foles. So, but uh, you know, he he was. I think at one point he was like four for eleven or something like that, and then really turned it on there in the last few drives of the football game and um his performance got us another victory another bananas victory that like i said earlier we had a 99.6 percent chance of losing the football game so we were only given a 0.4 percent chance of coming away victorious and we pulled it off and nick Foles was a major reason uh for that so congratulations to nick the mvb of week number three for the bears talk underground and um that's gonna go ahead and do it guys uh that'll wrap up the week three bear up and bear down show uh come on back tomorrow uh for the week three review episode knee-jerk reactions my deep analysis and um what what the what the real difference between the bears winning versus the falcons losing really was this time as opposed to like i was saying before Week one, the Bears didn't so much win the game so much as the Lions lost it. There, there are a couple of things we can go through to why the Lions lost that game more than the Bears won it. This time, you know, there was a major difference. And the, what the real turning of the tide actually meant in the game between the Bears uh, and the Falcons. Talk about that and so much more. So come on back for the review episode tomorrow. We break it all down and everybody's favorite knee-jerk reactions as well. So until then... My name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.